0: Study, Eve Harrow, Rejuvenation on the Land of Israel Network. It is August 31st, 2021, the 23rd, I think the 23rd day of Elul, 5781. Um, just got off a plane back to Israel a few hours ago, so I'm sipping on what's going to be many cups of coffee today, but didn't want to disappoint, of course, all my listeners. And so we are putting out a podcast today, of course, with thanks as always to Ben and to Tabitha. Had a really interesting trip to the States. We'll talk about it another time. I, th- I know those of you who heard last week's podcast heard the presentation that I gave in Aspen, Colorado, which was very interesting in a lot of ways. But today we are doing a very different segue. Um, I have with me and for those of you who want to watch this, this is also going to be this is video because being videoed and Uh, an audio podcast. I have with me uh, someone I've interviewed before, someone I work with closely with One Israel Fund, Mark Provisor, on a completely different topic than we usually do, which is, of course, Israel and security and Yudavish Shomron. He uh, had definitely a more interesting couple of weeks than I did um, in Poland, no less. So I asked him and got in the middle of somewhat of a controversy controversy just seems to follow certain people but anyway um i asked him to share with us some of his experiences there and uh and so he is so mark provisor thanks for joining us today with the hat on of not security with a hat on of artist and i would even say at this point internationally known artist so um what have you been up to
1: was actually in the States at first. And then I flew to Poland, I was uh, invited to be part of a a major exhibition in the Ujazdowski Museum of Contemporary Art. It's a major uh, museum in Poland. And the topic of the show, it it was called political art, even though the works of mine, I don't think they were political. But it it had to do with uh, you know, in, in today's world, what we hear of, what they call cancel culture, what's politically correct, woke, and all these other things. So there's a major problem going in, going on, especially in the arts world. That if if you don't line up with these people's train of thought, if what what I think is already becoming mainstream, then you're really not necessarily accepted. Meaning that if you have, if your own opinions uh, differ from others, then you're bad. So you're uh, saying the
0: art world is no different than the regular world?
1: where Oh, absolutely, okay. absolutely. So so this show was also based on a freedom of expression. Uh, I'm part of also a group called Passion for Freedom, where freedom in the arts to express things, whatever, that are some do deem controversial today, because if it doesn't, again, work with the cancel culture, if it doesn't go with Antifa, uh, with a lot of these things, then you're, you can actually be blacklisted. Um, and there's a number of paintings that I make based on my experience with terrorism that i really never tried to show but it uh the museum director got in touch with me he had heard about uh, heard about me and they asked that i put my works in the show uh which is first of all very exciting for me because my first uh exhibition in a museum and it's running for months it's not just a pop-up show and it may tour the world the controversy all started because and I think this was I think the museum in a sense made a mistake two of the artists that also came in uh, one is a definite anti-semite and uh, questions as questions of the Holocaust and the other one is I think just a uh, whatever <laughs> I, I don't think he has any not not a big fan of the Jews either but what it, it the whole thing was very interesting a lot it was 27 artists from around the world there were uh there were muslims there were christians there were buddhists uh, a couple of jews but the, the lands that they came from yemen iran uh denmark sweden uh england uh poland obviously uh, a, a couple of other places and they were basically a lot of they're. they're it was deemed political because they were talking against uh bad things that happened to them. Uh, the Muslim women involved were talking about how what goes on mining the forced marriages, the, the mutilation, the, you know, the way Sharia law affects women like we, a classic what's going on in Afghanistan now. Uh, some of the other European artists were going against various regimes that were considered fascist and, and what's going on. Uh, I mean, it, it was an incredible, incredible show.
0: Wait, and, let me ask you: They weren't afraid. Look, remember, we're speaking to a mainly Western audience now. People who
1: well, could, the, could give it could
0: get a bit something. Someone may not like it, but they don't have to be afraid. I hope not when they
1: go so, back to the so country. So, first but. of all, okay. So, first of all, a number of the artists have had death threats. There were a couple of artists really? that actually had bo- bodyguards there and so on because. Um, no, I'll, I'll get into that in a second. Because, okay. because remember, a lot, a lot of these topics aren't aren't really addressed in 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 the world, especially in the the beautiful art world, right? Uh, I mean, if if someone comes out against sharia treatment of women, then Oh, you're an Islamophobe. Uh, If someone comes out against uh, God knows what if so, if someone does not fall in line with uh, with the, the woke and stuff today, then you're anti. So individual thought is no longer is no longer important. It, it, and, and not only that, but again, if you don't fall in line, then you're, that's it, you're subversive, you're bad, you know. Uh, God forbid you say something uh, against what's going on in the States, whether it be the BLM movement, not that you disagree, but if you have, if, you, if you're if you not following the herd, then you're bad.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and a lot of these artists, because they don't follow the herd, it's not that they have, they not have anti-statements, but, but because they're not 100% there, that's what happens. Now there were some of the artists there that definitely were coming out against stuff in I didn't think in a in a right way. I mean uh, like, like I was what? Disturbed. like what like uh, what? Well well first of well first of all, there uh, a few of the European artists were this was a really educational trip for me. Um, I have to say, first of all. Uh, first of all, this is the first time I was in Poland in Warsaw, okay. which was which was very emotional for me because I have family that was also lost there and i'd never in the the
0: holocaust in the holocaust
1: Holocaust. Uh, yeah they were uh, actually from what i understand from other family members they were in the resistance also and um i didn't want to go i I honestly didn't want to go uh but you know sometimes uh you have to And i decided all right it is time to see and so first of all it was a real education for me besides being emotional going there as as a country, as if I have family who fought against Jew hatred uh, back then, and then to make this roundabout trip, uh, you know, I've been fighting against our enemies for so long. Uh, and then to show up there, I felt, you know what, I have to do it. I don't know how to say tikkun in English, but it was, uh, it was, that's what, in a sense, what it was for me. Uh, well, some, uh, What,
0: some kind of closure, maybe?
1: Closure, not necessarily closure, but yeah. repair of something. Right, so, right you know, the Jews of then and now here comes another Jew who has been continues to fight against this. So the minute that the controversy came out, um, which was a little late, we saw a, a couple of one of the artists, there's real, I, I know, I'm not supposed to speak bad language here. But I mean, imagine, I mean, you know the way i speak this guy was just nasty i mean he
0: this is dan park i read about
1: I yeah read yeah 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 so i i basically i really wanted to confront him and i said you know what we like the artist received a lot of uh, letters from antifa from the anti-fascist movement and other things and that we should pull our works because of one moron they're because- saying that this show that you that the rest artists, of
0: you shouldn't shouldn't exhibit your work.
1: Right, because of, his. of one moron. So, and rather than focus, first of all, on all these incredibly important issues, these people decide. Let's focus on this one idiot.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: this one shouldn't be. Now, again, I, I not that he had his his images. I, I really didn't like, and when I saw his past and what he's done, this guy's despicable. And I, and I really wanted to confront him there, and he was avoiding me like the plague. I mean, I went up, you know, this even extended my hand, but like, walk away. Um, But again, but the point that I'm making is that rather than focus on all this uh, abuse of, of women's rights, of human rights, of all these other things, the press and everyone Oh, racism, whatever this guy to folks, rather than the other 26 artists who had good point. Now, again, there was some controversy with the, also the others. It was really politically charged. But That, that sounds really like me. it was
0: the whole point. To, well, the whole to, point was to get to people out stuff. of their comfort zones and start, well, not, face I'm, some yes, things that are difficult for them.
1: That's right. That's right. But also, but these issues are not difficult for them. When you talk about women's rights and human rights, this shouldn't be a difficult topic to discuss. Right? But right. then we I mean, rather these these beautiful these evolved humans rather than speak about these issues that are so important. No, they chose to, to look and say, Oh, anti Semitism and whatever. Now, I'm against anti Semitism in a big way. Okay, I mean, I've, I'll put my life on the line, without thinking twice going against it. But these people simply wouldn't, ad- they would not address all these other atrocities being against humans. No, let's, let's pick a little Jewish thing. And even the Jewish communities of Poland, they wrote a thing and it, it pissed me off what and did I they I Wait, What did they? Oh, write? Oh, they were so offended by this guy being in the show. And I understand that. And I right. agree with that. But don't write a letter. Come back, confront him. What is this stuff standing in the back? Oh, you did a bad thing. Go and meet this head on. Now, I posted about something like this on Facebook. And what was very interesting very positive uh, reactions like yes. Don't I because I wrote back to the Antifa I said, I'm not pulling out of this show. And you've given me motivation yet to stay in it and given me strength that I'm going to stand up to any haters and hatred. And I had expected the Jewish community of Poland also to do the thing. Don't just write a show. Come on out, discuss it. But who am I to I'm not judging them. But it is maybe it's a difference between living in Israel. Mm. and living in the diaspora and especially living in poland yeah <laughs> now wait now let me say something a lot of the images that i found that there it, this was major for me uh, educational also because i did not understand the way the europeans reacted um to nazism and germany and the hatred that still exists there so even towards, though
0: towards nazism towards jews towards whom
1: towards towards germany Towards uh, Germany and, and things. I mean, there were images put on. Like one image that really bothered me was, uh, I mean, there were a few, but one it had like the uh, the entrance gate of Auschwitz and it said reparations, reparations machen frei, and I was like, you know, whoa, what's going on here? How could you put something up like that? And then I started discussing this, and there were, it's like there are a lot of people in Europe that don't get reparations, and they're upset at this. Like, why are other people getting reparations and we're not, you know, and and it's not that I am justifying what went on between Europeans and and Jews in in, during World War Two. I mean, anti-Semitism is rife in Europe and it is rife in in, I hope I'm using the right word. You're supposed to correct me. But uh, in, in Poland, it's it's there. Okay, anyone who says, oh, no, it's not it's there. And it's not just coming from the polls. By the way, it also comes from a lot of the the from the Islamic countries who have like, you know, descended on Europe, and so on. So oh, I'm looking at these images and I and I, I went up right up to the artist, there was another artist who put up another thing. And I said, I, he put up a, a picture that I really did not like. It was a famous picture from the Warsaw ghetto of the child holding up and right. with the face of, uh, of Elvis instead. And I said, What what the hell is this? What was says, it? Well, he says, well, Elvis's song in the ghetto. Now, I know this guy doesn't necessarily, he's not a big fan of Jews and so on, and I, but we had, we had it out in a sense, real discussion. And to the point that one of his posts that he made, which wasn't most Jew-friendly, if you will, he took it down. Really? He took it down and he said to me, I did not understand this other side. So the whole thing is dialogue, Brings things together. And writing so, simply a letter of mm-hmm. saying, oh, this is bad. That doesn't. It's the dialogue and the confrontation. This is what can bring about solutions and peaceful solutions. And a lot of people, you know, I, I guess they may not realize it from, because of my security background. I do security because I want peace. I want quiet. You know, and this is why I've been fighting terror for my good part of my life not because necessarily an agenda, though obviously I'm as Zionist as they come, I like to think, but because I don't want people to die. So the whole thing was really interesting, and it was educational for me regarding uh, Poland. One, it's not that, again, I haven't become a big fan, and there's a lot of contention right now in Poland between Poland and Israel regarding the restitution and so on, but it, it was something, and it was offensive to me That to see people, rather than look at a a bigger picture right in their face about human rights, about all these things, about about women's rights, about freedom of speech, they decide to pick on something which is actually minuscule and an idiot. I don't care that they picked on him, but the subject, and ignore everything else. And we see this all across the Western world. You know, people are talking about this, even though they're saying, uh, you know, in America, you know, drive when I was driving through some of the, I'll call them ghettos, oh, defund the police, defund this, defund Well, they're not, they're talking about one thing where they're not talking about fixing another that would cause all these good chain reactions. And this is mainstream today. And unfortunately it has penetrated the art world and it, it's there are certain taboos that you cannot paint. Now, my paintings were about my reaction to terror and my and it wasn't against Palestinians, it was against terror and and it showed actually, you know, how both of us are in the conflict and and whatever. Uh, And those who understood it saw that there was no agenda. It wasn't coming out against anyone. But it, it upset me, this mainstream people who like to consider themselves progressive and evolved. My God, they're as bad as anyone else, if not worse.
0: Well, they're worse. No, well, I think it's it's pretty clear that people who label themselves progressive these days are not open-minded at all and will only allow anyone to speak who agrees with them. But in a place, in an artist's exhibit like that, especially in Warsaw, I mean, I don't think we can divorce ourselves from the fact that this happened in a country where, and this is part, I think, of the resentment that the Poles have, from what I understand, because there is um, a priest that I am in contact with who is in and out of Poland and has explained some of the nuances to me, that the Germans, most of the camps were in Poland. They weren't in Germany. So when people go on these trips to visit the concentration camps, they're actually going to Poland. And the Poles are resentful for that because they feel that it looks like it was Poland that did the Holocaust and that Germany has to some degree gotten off the hook. And there's also other resentments, the fact that Germany made its way back economically after the war, while other countries are still okay,
1: suffering. So hold on, just while you saying that. There's a lot of layers hold here. On. So I, I addressed some of these things because I wanted to know. And again, you know, for going to, to Poland, it was, it was rough for me. There's a, a thing I'd like to check. I don't know how much it is. I have to just find with people who really understand the Holocaust far better than I do. So a lot of the guards, they were saying, I said, yeah, well, what about your guards in the camps? And they said, they said, find Polish guards. You'll see that they're Ukrainian. Right. uh and 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 you know for first of all i, I was discussing this issue with the museum director because i told him i have a problem with these things and i said and i have family also perished in the camps and he, he looks at me and he says so do i and i went what he said yeah so do i Now I, i'm not forgiving
0: yeah he was jewish or people. not
1: no 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 he was not jewish
0: so he was and, a Pole,
1: uh, I, right I, he's a Pole. I, so it's not that i'm forgiving any country whatever for the the way they acted or the way they continue to act or whatever. But there were realities that um, I wasn't aware of. And it was, uh, I'd like to say enlightening, but it was educating. And it it allows me now to view things in a very different way. That being said, also with the Jewish presence in Europe, okay, which, you know, I was walking uh, the other day, I mean, I also just got back, I guess, two days ago, and I'm walking the old city of uh, warsaw which was recreated which was flattened during world war ii and recreated based on paintings and drawings and i'm looking at all these this the pole the polish society you know just nice people walking down and i kept thing i said all of a sudden the, the the word a stranger in a strange land came up just popped in my head and i, I was you know, saying, like, what the hell are, are these people, in a sense, doing here? It's like, all of a sudden I said, you know, visiting everything. And I said, why aren't people in Israel? Now, mind you, we have plenty of issues here. I'm not blaming anyone for not living here. But it, it was just very interesting. It, it's um, There's a lot more studying that I have to do. There's a lot more reading that I have to do. And I I plan, I would like to go back to Warsaw and speak with these, Jewish leaders and so on. I want to understand a little bit more from their side, obviously. I want to hear about, I want to know why they did not address this issue. Um, Which issue? The one well, of the,
2: of
0: the why, why exhibit?
1: Did, first of all, why didn't they come to the exhibit and address those, those bad images?
0: Well, maybe they will. The exhibit's going on for months.
1: For months. Well, hopefully they will. I, want, I, I think people should, like I said, if something bothers you, Go out to confront it. Do not write a little letter and stand behind, oh, I sent an email and all this. Don't just go outside. There were, Mind you, there were some people, some Jews that did come to demonstrate against it, part of the Antifa, and they surrounded this guy, which I thought was fine. I wish I would have known because I would have loved to surround him. Um, but what about all these other things? Don't simply just focus on yourself, on this, this one issue. I mean, here's a museum that put on a show that really showing some bad things in the world. And this is what they focused on. And mind you, though, part of the controversy in Poland is because they're undergoing some, you know, I, just, I learned that the word nationalism is a four-letter word. Mm. Uh, and, and God forbid you you start getting nationalistic, you know, whoa. Now, I'm a hippie, I guess, inside. <laughs> the, the song Imagine by John Lennon is like something I love. But really people hmm. say, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, the word okay. at least, you know, no, I'm, I, I believe I, I really want people to live together in peace and, and have all that. But what people don't understand is, you know, you always have a neighbor who doesn't want that. And then what do you do? It's like, especially we in Israel, we want peace more than anything, more than anything. And this is why we really go to serve and why we defend our country, because we want peace. But we have neighbors and people inside who don't agree with that. And so you have to then meet that line between that one core of peaceful, beautiful idea, we all live together, Shangri-La, and then the nasty people on the other side. Well, there's a border between that. And that's where, the peep, that's where a stand simply has to be made. If, if you know, we, we look what's going on with Afghanistan. I, I, and it's so timely, you know the people who want to live in peace and have their own free society? Well, guess what? The Taliban and others over there don't want that. And so when you don't stand up to them, you lose. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't get that. It, look, I, I, you know, you're like I served in, in the IDF. I fought in Lebanon. I fought during the Intifada. You know, people don't realize in, in war, you really either win or lose. That's the way it is. It's very black and white. And lives are lost. Um, so, whatever it, it was, very um, an incredible trip, and uh, there was a, something. Remember, that I told you about the the righteous. Uh, what are they called? The righteous Gentiles. The righteous Gentiles
0: in well, so okay. In Yad Vashem, here so in Israel, so Israel has made tremendous efforts over the years to find the people who are not Jewish at the risk of their own lives and sometimes at the cost of their lives hid Jews during the war. It's an entire spectrum of people. It's some people who really did like a magnificent job. It's nuns in certain places and priests who hid children. Um, Some people did it and were benefited from it um, in in certain ways. Um, But there really are a lot of people. Obviously, the most famous would be Oscar Schindler. The whole film was made about him. But it's controversial to some degree because, for example, he had workers in his factory that were Jews. So people say, well, he didn't really do it to save the Jews, he did it to get workers. You know, we can also do what's called in Hebrew Dan Lakavschutz. We can try and give credit where credit is due and assume that the person did it for the right reasons. That Israel has made tremendous efforts, and there are many, many lists at Yad Vashem at the major Holocaust Museum of these people and their family when they were alive in the earlier years, they were brought to Israel and they were honored. Now, if we find a name, we bring in their children or sometimes their grandmother children and honor them, because it's not something that should be taken for granted. And I think all of us should take a minute and think about that for ourselves. If we were in a situation where we could perhaps survive in a really bad situation or risk our lives to help somebody else, uh, would we do that? All right. And it's really not easy. But from what you were telling me is that there are polls in Poland who, um, have not been recognized as righteous Gentiles? Would it be by the government who, who would, who would recognize them?
1: So, um, again, this is another topic that was, I mean, I always knew the topic of righteous Gentiles. I didn't know how far it goes. I have a friend who spent his time between Poland and Israel, Johnny Daniels, who's been working with, uh, restoring various, uh, whether it be the cemeteries and working with the righteous Gentiles, th- just really helping out, um, and we met right before I left. And there are a number of these Poles who are living in complete poverty, who have either yet to be uh, recognized, and, and the numbers are dwindling. I and mean, these are people in their 80s and 90s at this point, say 50, 100, some less, uh, all, all different walks of life. And it upset me because, also, you know, in the military here, we are raised and taught, you don't leave anybody behind. And it's just, it's just the way we work, you don't leave anybody behind. And it was upsetting to me to to see pictures of these people, the squalor that they're living in, and so on, and saying, Wait a second, I I took it a little personal, maybe, maybe I take things, a lot of things too personal. But um, I said that, that that really can't be. And I, I like I didn't know what I could do to help them. I, I mean, I have an idea. I, just, I I told I said, I want to get together with a few of my other artist friends, if we can make small little portraits of them, maybe, and maybe give them to them, at least something that we can do to. That's beautiful. Recognize to recognize them. Uh, I mean, like I just got back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can figure it out. I mean, he's been uh, organizing. Uh, these are older people like getting them free transportation and during COVID that like, you know, devastated everything so he's been helping them out with the various things and, and food and everything uh then that was beautiful it was it was really beautiful and again it just like this was just another one of the topics that came out that i, I did not know about mm-hmm. um so this is a uh, very interesting stuff that i can uh not necessarily have to focus on because obviously i'm still involved in the security world and still want to prevent terror because i guess that's in my DNA. Uh, but this is something uh, maybe, uh, you know, maybe I can make some of these people smile, which would uh, be a nice thing personally for me to do.
0: It sounds like you have a lot to process about this trip.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have blank canvases already being set up. I'm going to be, uh, I never really wanted to paint political art. Uh, but I guess some of these things are, are happening. And, and because I've also, again, like I mentioned, this whole progressive world. Um, yeah, I guess controversy follows some people all the time. Well, but ha- is, how how, we, how they did they do.
0: react to you? I mean, did, were there some people
1: Great. who said that you were terrorist Or no, here no, you are, no, no. so a Jew from the Shamron. Right Hold on. Yeah. Right next to me is an exhibition of Palestinian artists right next to me. Of course, Uh, and how how they've been living under the you know their resistance through existence and stuff and first of all when i read the thing this was actually put in this was a, a thing in the works for a few years where various artists had residencies here in well they like to say the west bank and and whatever and i'm watching their films and so this is right next to me so the controversy the conflict is right there of course what i didn't bring up there though I plan on it is like they're saying, oh, the Palestinians have been occupied for seven, more over 70 years. But wait a second, over 70 years? So we're not talking about Judea and Samaria. We're talking about Israel. So this whole show, in a sense, what they probably don't realize because a lot of Europeans mm-hmm. don't realize really what's going on here. Right? Mm-hmm. And so this misinformation that's right. That's what the Palestinians view, that Israel, that the Jews are occupying all of Israel, that they're not even looking at our rights over here and something. And I, I plan to bring that up. I, you know, I was sitting there and I'm, and I'm sitting with with the, the, these Muslims involved in the show that I was in. We're watching the films and they're saying, what kind of bullshit is that? The Muslims. Really? But
0: Because they know what's going on.
1: So the Middle East absolutely but these are other people saying, you know, we're so sick and tired of of the way they're they're acting and now, of course, for them to come out and say that is you know it's taboo also, wow. but they're sitting there listening and they're listening to the Arabic and and you know there was a perfect example of something that I really like there's a, a an old town of Lifta, which is as you come into Jerusalem, right? On the left. Uh, beautiful. Yeah, you know, it. beautiful, beautiful area. And lately there's been efforts by the uh, I don't like using the word Palestinians because I don't think it's accurate. So I'm going to say Palestinian Arabs uh, saying, oh, we want to go back in. We were thrown out of there in, in during the War of 48. The one thing they forget to mention is that there are Jews living there also. It was a Jewish Arab town. Right.
0: It was a town that Ben-Gurion said, please don't fight with us and then we'll integrate you into Israel. And they chose to fight the Jews and try and prevent the establishment of the state of Israel. Right. And but, they paid the price for that.
1: Well, hold on. Hold on. But it wasn't just them paying the price for it. It was the Jews also living there paying the price for it. Now, people don't know. That's what happens in war. Right. People say, oh, Everybody war loses. crime or this, but everything, this and so war. Guess what? People don't realize war is bad real bad and there's a lot of stuff that happens around it that is really bad and there's no justification for humans to kill each other in a sense in my mind i say that as someone who has fought in war okay but again we see this what's going on this manipulation is this i don't want to keep on saying bullshit but you can bleep it out whatever but it's okay i think my audience can
0: handle it at this point (laughs) this
1: this malarkey well you you know the way i really speak so i'm being nice (laughs) Exactly. Um, they, they, this, this misinformation going on, and they're showing towns of this, well, guess what, you know, it's like, they, they it, it, the way this whole thing is being presented and also being presented to Europe is wrong. And this is part of the, the problem. But you can't present the truth. You can't present the other side. If my paintings are showing terror, and I have a few really disturbing paintings, in a sense where uh, two figures holding each other. Stabbing each other in the back, one holding one one knife an Israeli flag, the other a Palestinian flag, because we are hurting each other, you know, and I'm just looking at it from an, an objective view that the various it, it's I did a thing on the red signs, which no one really knows about. You know, I call them the apartheid signs, but people say, yes, there's apartheid there. You're, it's, you're,
0: it's, you're talking about the red signs at the beginnings of Arab villages that warn right. Israelis That's not to go into these villages well, wait, on, wait, wait, because they it, might it, be it. killed.
1: Hold it. It says warn Israelis. Let's really, let's call, let's call it what it is. Jews. Jews don't come because in. Because
0: Israeli Arabs can go in. Yes.
1: Right. Well, they really can't by law, but Jews can't. Right. And, 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 and whatever. So I put up these signs because I don't like it. If there's separation. I'm one of these people against the wall. Okay? Because I don't believe in, first of all, it's cutting land in half, which You're I do are talking about this,
0: the, the wall that separates part of Judea and Samaria from Little Israel. again, is a, bu- which is, again,
1: is a, is a mm-hmm. bunch of hooey, if you will, because if people really understood the security situation, they would really be freaking out, you know? But these are things that are behind the scenes that I don't that I won't discuss necessarily on Zoom, but, uh, you know, in private conversations, I, I will talk about it. But... They're being shown, and our government here has never shown uh, our PR is the worst, and these (laughs) other evolved, progressive individuals out there fighting for human rights, ignoring uh, really a lot of the things on the ground, ignoring the oppression and repression that the Palestinian leadership is doing against their own people, Needless to say, Hamas really up there against their corruption and so on, against their violation of human rights and so on. No, but that we don't. Let's look at the Jewish thing always, where they're saying, oh, he's an anti-Semite or he's this, this, and this, rather than addressing a a much bigger picture or and being able to take care of that. And and this show has just given me. Uh, I, you know, I, I guess I'm going to maybe use my paintbrush in, in, in sometimes in, in a bit of a different way at this point, because it, it really upset me and I'm watching this. I'm so upset at our government. God, I am so upset at them at the, for because... years, because years they have just been not addressing this issue. And that, you know, it, it's very funny. I was told a, a, an interesting story, you know, uh, like a, like a Marshall. I don't know how you say that. Uh, an anecdote like, if, an no? ante- okay yeah well maybe not an anecdote so, but, you, okay not an anecdote but so you have you have let's say two cans for for charity right two pushkas, whatever charity boxes one you fill up to the top the other you throw it, it, you you put there's a few coins in now shake both of these charity boxes which makes the more noise mm-hmm.
0: the one that's half empty
1: Exactly. Exactly. And this is what people are hearing. And our government has been and it, it has nothing to do with with Bibi, Bennett, uh, Barak, any one of them. They all have have never addressed the situation.
2: The situation and it is of, of... Of,
1: of public relations, of the, the, the malarkey being spread by by Palestinian <sighs> leadership and so on. Uh, and whatever all this bds they're, you know they oh no they don't take it seriously well you know what you better take it seriously and when you're being attacked you go out and, and you get you get them and that's why you have all these supposed i don't like, like using the word left-wing or right-wing because it, it, it it's you know a person has his rights to his individual thoughts but all of a sudden you're like lies and everything now israel's not the most just nation around i freely say that there's a lot of problems that we could, yes, we, are. we could have been better. We're not perfect, okay. but we're better okay. than everybody
0: well, else. And I will continue well, to say that. Fun.
1: Okay. Well, I, what the I bar mean is isn't not,
0: high, but we're all above the, it.
1: Well, oh, we're definitely high. Oh, yeah. But it, and I'm just saying, I understand where they're coming from. I understand their narratives. But when we don't address the lies in a proper way, then, then other people, this misinformation grows. And we've created such an ignorance, allowed such an ignorance to, to grow, to fester, that something has to be done about it. And, and shows like this, it's like, if I'm presenting terrorism, if, if, you know, we, you can't barely even get shown like that in, in Israel. And I'm, and I'm coming out against terrorism. So that's taboo. But if someone, if you can, say, make paintings and art or deal with things that go against Israel, that's okay. Right? I can do things against white supremacists. That's okay. But can I do something against uh, the, the attacks of, of, of uh, Muslims against the Jews? No, 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 That's Islamophobia, right? If I could, can, I say something about women who are, are being abused or something? Whoa, 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 careful. Define who's doing it. Could I go against all this, this, these sexual things going on in on the Catholic church or, or whatever? No, you know, you, you know that, oh, I'm sorry that it depends. Sometimes you can do that. So there are a lot of these lines that artists are trying to express and get shut down. And this show was simply about that. And even if there were some the things that I found disturbing, yeah, I know, you know, freedom of expression. I, I, I don't know whether it's a philosophical discussion on its own, whether how much freedom someone should have. Um, and I don't that's think a, that's a be- big question. It is a big that question. is a very big think...
0: question. If freedom it of, is, of expression is. starts rolling into provocation or oh, giving somebody the exactly. Ex- steam
1: exactly. to want to do okay. something. So I'm against it provoking something.
2: Mm.
1: Provoking against a specific people or religion. I'm really against that.
2: Mm-hmm. I,
1: I, I don't believe it. I don't think it leads to anywhere good. But talking about various issues like that. You know, that's what this show was about. And mm-hmm. it it's, it's just funny. Like I said, all our progressives, they're not talking about it. And I see it. I saw it a lot in America. I saw the distance between, you know, people hating each other because either one chose to vote Democrat, one chose to vote Republican. Yeah, I, it's like, I'm going like to agree with insane. you on that, just coming and back from the And people don't States. realize this. you know, just like in the States where you have these, these immigration issues going mm-hmm. on uh, on the southern border and the northern border and Canada border, and the Europeans are dealing with a mass wave, of refugees also coming from Muslim countries. Right. So so let's talk about it. You know, let's talk about the good side and the bad side. But that, that's, you know, are not allowed to talk about the bad side.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's, you know, the artist, artistic community, creative community, whatever, is being shut down from having that dialogue also, because it's only through dialogue do we come to. Good solutions. You know, a- and to feel shut up like that is uh, is a problem. I mean, it bothers me. Um, I'm sorry, I got emotional, and you know, emotion for me is also a four-letter word. So. Uh, no,
0: it's just it's look. It's obvious that you uh, stepped into a, like a cauldron here of a lot of different things, both on a personal level. Going to Poland as a Jew, I was in Poland. It's not an easy experience. It's no. fascinating. It's a fascinating experience. It's a tremendous learning experience. Look, the the cemetery, the Jewish cemetery in Warsaw. I don't know if you had a chance to get there. Has no, two hundred and fifty thousand graves. So that's before the Holocaust. There was a teeming life for a 1,000 years in Poland before the Holocaust. The Jews called it Polanya, here lies God. I mean, they were sure that they had found the promised land. And uh, Warsaw, if I'm not mistaken, on the eve of World War II, was 30% Jewish. I mean, it was really a great place to live. And literally overnight, uh, the demons come out and life disappears. And the entire way of life, the shtetl way of life, Yiddish theater, all of it. Disappears and never comes back.
1: And never comes back. Yeah. Like again, I I didn't know how my reaction would be, but when I went to the ghetto and I went to the museum there, and there was a brilliant statue, which is the image is just. I walked around like a king, like a king. You know, is that because all these people, these people, they fought, they suffered, and everything. But I'm from Israel. I'm a Jew who has defended his people, who has fought for his people. I guess I continue to do. I'm surrounded by people who do. I'm not one of these people, it's like what was done to them was horrible. We survived. And that what I do, my peers do, what my country does, makes sure that anywhere in the world, This is never, ever going to happen because you put us in a corner and any country in the world, if this stuff starts getting bad like that, we got a stinger in us that will reach anywhere and will hurt and more than hurt. And I felt like a king because I knew that where I'm in this land where my people were decimated and erased that I'm here today to say that I come with my open hand, and in peace and to move forward. But my existence today means that that's never going to happen anywhere, anywhere, anywhere in the world won't happen. And that's why I can walk around in a place that was the seat of, of, our, of our like I said, of our people being destroyed. And that's right, you look at me walking tall, Because I got our we got our people's back and I felt strong. And even though people say, oh, pull out and all this controversy. No, I don't back down. I don't back down. My people don't back down. And I don't care who you throw against me. But you're going to see not what you grew up with history of people going through pogroming and everything. You're going to see someone else. And it it just it, it empowered me to be there. And I did not expect it. I expected anger to take over. I felt totally different. And it's funny. I was invited to, to go to Berlin now by even a German. And I said, I said, well, we'll see. Slowly, slowly. I mean,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but, but it, it, it was just something. It was an empowering trip. And it's a shame that the world media and those progressive evolved individuals, the people who claim to fight fascism, that they can't really do what they claim they are and the hypocrisy that they show. So it's a new dawn.
0: Well, that's exactly, you know, you mentioned before about how nationalism is a bad thing right? We're all supposed to be the same. And I'm sorry, but I don't agree with you about John John Lennon's song. I think that there is certain identity and that everybody should wear it proudly, respect other people's identity, but also have their own. I have absolutely no problem having my identity and being very fine with other people having it. But Israel is a problem because we are nationalistic, because you have an EU that feels that nationalism brought upon it two wars, and therefore nationalism is bad. And you should just have one currency and open borders. And it turns out that it's not working because people, inherently do feel tribal or feel somehow distinct. Hold on, hold on. so Israel's a problem for them.
1: Hold on, but why are they feeling that? Which is interesting, and I started discussing this, and I understand, and again, I understand the the controversy over nationalism and so on. They started feeling that when they started feeling being taken advantage, buying this, and, and so on. And what you have going on in Europe and in most Western cultures and societies, even America, is that other people coming in uh, do not necessarily assimilate into that society, which is know. natural. No, and, and we as Jewish people also, when we, after the diaspora and its, it's self uh, preservation form, you know, whatever, form the our, our own communities and so on, and this creates, this separation creates it. So it, it's, I understand it. It's not that, again, that I'm for it, and yes, I said like that hippie side of me, you know, everyone should love each other and whatever. I do mm. understand that nationalism and we do have identities. We learn, look, in Migdal Bavel, in the Babel in the Tower of Babel. Babel. whatever Tower of Babel, uh, yes. Uh, Tower of Babel. The one, people were, you know, humanity is split into identities via language and so on. And we see this. And yes, people do have identities. And, but this is, again, what the progressive concept, but I hate calling, using the word progressive because they're so they're not, not progressive. really they're, progressive. They're, they're really regressive. Yes. And, and, and that's bad. If you, pe- People feel attached to others. Now, if a person wants to be a globalist and everyone in humanity, that's great. I, I really do think that. But if a person wants to have an identity also and wants to feel connected, you know what? That's great too.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's,
1: it's the mutual respect. That will bring about something quiet. We yeah, are but... here. We've been forced by the world. To continue our nationalism. We mm-hmm. were spread out. We went up. we were not accepted. And when you're not going to be accepted, that's what's going to happen. You know, and, and other people, they're, they're feeling that they feel it a little bit different in Europe and, and, and so on. But. That has to be. It has to be respected too. There's nothing wrong with a person having his identity. Can it lead to conflicts and lead to clashes? Absolutely. But this yeah, but is an, part of but, being but human. An,
0: but anti-Semitism is another genre uh, altogether. Oh yeah. And you yeah. were at the heart of where it went. It wasn't just that somebody didn't like Jews, which is legitimate, uh, but it went into where genocide. It went into genocide, and that right, was exactly, something else. Right. Exactly.
1: Exactly. It started. Let's let's. You know, mm-hmm. where where all first of all, anti-Semitism it didn't start in Germany. No, you know, it did not. it it's it, it, it's been here a long. Well, let's say anti-Judaism, yes, anti-Jew. Let's let's start calling it the it's anti-Jew, okay? Mm-hmm. Anti-Jew, that started a long time, way much longer ago. The culmination of this this thing that was ground zero was in a sense in Poland. If we're talking about just in the modern history, yes, that, that little uh, house painter and his f- screwed up ideas, you know, he brought it about. Do You know, Mein Kampf, did, did, did I, I, mein Kampf is still one of the best-selling books in I'm Europe. Aware.
0: in many languages. And that's the danger. And that's the oh, danger. Oh,
1: by the way, so someone, I was having this discussion yesterday, and I said, he said, well, the translations make Hitler out to be some type of intellectual. Mm -hmm. They said it. Whereas if you read it in the original German, it shows him to be the madman that he that he was, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. So anti-Semitism is is here. It's going to continue. That's the way it's going to be. And here I'll just throw in a nice little interesting thing that I was having a discussion with with a Palestinian Arab who does not live that far from me. And of course, you know, everyone comes down on Israel and all this stuff. And it was a discussion about anti-Semitism. And this guy had the guts to say, and he's right. He said, Palestinians should be leading the fight against anti-Semitism. So this, Malz went, ah, what's going on? And he said, absolutely. He said, here we're complaining that the Jews took our land. He said, and he's pro-Palestinian. He's not, you know, he's not sympathetic to us at all. He said, because of the anti-Semitism felt around the world, Jews felt they had no place to go but to return to their historical homeland. He said, "We're guilty. We're guilty, and if we allow anti-Semitism to continue like this, more Jews are going to come back here, and we're going to we're going to lose more and more." Very interesting concept. Wow,
0: interesting concept. He's wrong, of course. Historically, there were plenty of Jews who were trying to get back the land of Israel way before the Holocaust. <laughs> but um, but it's it's just interesting to see how he's framing it's it.
1: Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. look, Dreyfus Dreyfus saw the Jew hatred and said, "We're going to need our land." Thank God it wasn't Uganda. Right. But that sparked a lot of things. We have to go back to our land. He at least had the guts to say, yeah, where where are you going to send them? They're not wanted in Europe. They're not wanted here. They're not wanted anywhere. Where do they have to go except back back to their land, back to their history? Mm
2: -hmm. It's
1: interesting. I mean, I respected that he at least stood up and said that he's probably I haven't heard from him, so I wonder if they killed him already, but you know.
0: No, but that, that's actually not funny that you're saying that because you can go to a controversial exhibit like this. You can have people be upset with you because you didn't have pull out. You can have people be upset with you for a whole lot of yeah. reasons. But you're living in a free country, a free society, yes. where you can come back and you can be on this podcast because I'm also free to say what I want to say. And that is a very big deal and yeah. some of the people that you met with there do not have that luxury some of the women no. and what you mentioned before about their lives it, are
1: threatened they have bodyguards
0: I, I understand and that's what I'm saying and what you were saying about the hypocrisy is tremendously true nobody I mean really most of the world does not care about Muslims most of the world is going to give lip service now to the Afghani women who are going to be sold as sex slaves to the Taliban they really don't care the only time they care is when it happens with Israel. And when it happens with the Jews, there's an obsession with the Jews that is unhealthy, is inexplicable. Many books have been written about it. And you saw it in the you saw the focus on there in the exhibit that you're out that you're on. But I think the the important point here, what the advantage that you have is you walked around Warsaw as a Jew with a country behind him. All right, with a strong country as a brave Jew who could confront people because you're not trying to lay low and be weak, which unfortunately many Jews in the diaspora just want to lay low and hope that nobody notices them and don't attack them. them. And you... And Israelis and my children and your children are cut from a different cloth. And, um, that's, and that if there's ever a reason why we're not going back to the days of World War II, it's going to be that. And that's yep. a very, very difficult concept for the world to accept and for many Jews to accept. Jews with power, Jews who can control their own destiny, is a fairly new idea. And that's very hard for a lot of yep. people to accept, Israelis included, because we always yes. feel bad. And if we have power, you have responsibility and you can't do this and you can't do that. And um, so you you kind of like there's you brought up a lot of issues today. Um Way beyond, you know, what one podcast can do. I've evolved. Um, I've evolved. evolved. I'm no longer the counter
1: terror guy, you know.
0: (laughs) No, well, that's a very important thing too, because most people are not just one title, and you you bridge a two very different and interesting worlds, and um, and I think you know this exhibit that you're in. I wonder if it could be put on somewhere else. I wonder how many places in the world. Would be able to that's, put on an exhibit like this. Like so I wonder if you could even have it in New York.
1: So they're actually going to look for it. I think they will make adjustments. I think I think there was a mistake with them taking these two idiots. I mean, I'm all for freedom of expression, but because of the provocation, I, I hope that they're they're pulled from the show and not unrest I, know, I to think To play devil's
0: advocate, somebody could say that about you. How could you have a settler who, you know, somebody could Excuse say Excuse me?
1: That? Hold it. I, Just I don't care. It out there. Who, I I don't care who they are.
2: Mhm.
1: If he's an anti-Semite, I don't have a problem with him being an anti-Semite. I had a problem with, with some uh, with some of the the images were I I think pro- too provocative.
0: Could inspire people I, I, to violence. I, I, I Maybe because that's the problem so,
1: so the to get people is, so to think is, is one right. thing so, no, to, so to get people there, to
0: act in a in a horrible way is something else right. entirely. So,
1: there, so, so I mean that's what really has to be discussed uh, that that is that was the philosophical question involved in this exhibition right uh, again if but it, I, again because this guy one of this guys there that, that Danny's where he's a Holocaust denier I think he is he, It's not necessarily he doesn't deny it his his way that he presents it, though I understand it now. Um, I mean, he did some really bad stuff, and there. It, it, well, he has a bad
0: background. Thing, I mean, he's been arrested he's for bad. anti-Semitic he's, acts. It's oh, not just what he yeah. puts on canvas.
1: So, so, what he did, it wasn't. He didn't. He doesn't didn't view it necessarily as anti-Semitic, though. I think I should be the judge of that. And I mean, one of the judges, at least. And I did. And that's why I wouldn't include him in the show. This show can be very important worldwide, but it does have to. There are some things that you simply and some people you simply don't put in. And because the issues that were discussed regarding human rights and those things, these this has to be shown. They got shunted aside. Mm-hmm. Well, they got thrown to the side. I addressed terror. There were North Koreans a North Korean, there was a Chinese artist. Right. There's a guy who fought against tyranny in, in Belarus. who's sitting in jail now. And so Amazing. these are the things that were discussed. But the pick on these two little idiots there that were that were the controversy and one of them, like I said, I spoke to him, maybe I changed his mind. At least he did change about certain things. Okay. All right. So, so, we'll
0: so for assuming that most of my listeners are not going to make it to Warsaw in the next couple of months, is there any way to view this exhibit online? Is there any other information that, that people again, can find out Again, that,
1: that's up to the museum. I mean, they can see some of the works that I put out. So what the, is
0: the what would people look so, up?
1: So I'll put me, it in they, the text you know, of this to,
0: podcast as well.
1: They could go to, I mean, well, my website is markproart.com, M-A-R-C. D-R-O-A-R-T dot com. Uh, Facebook, I can found, be found uh, Found on uh, my artistic stuff. I put it on, uh, it's, you can see it under my last name in a sense, but when I spell it with a V, the W mm-hmm. is for the, the other side for of the me. For the Polish
0: side, yes.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it, you could, it, it, there was one reporter, and she really upset me. You know, I thought her brain was beyond... Uh, and and she was for AP, and so that her article went all over the place.
0: She writes for AP, um, and you you gave you were giving her some credit for honest reporting. Wow! Right, I, I didn't.
1: I, I'm I'm didn't naive. think you were that no, naive. Okay, her her, her 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 reporting was honest, but again, it just focused just on that. Uh, you want to hear something funny?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A neo-Nazi website went on and quoted me. Now, of course, they Is were blaming the Jews. Oh, I don't. No, I'm not necessarily proud that they quoted me, but I am proud how they quoted me.
2: What because they, they were saying,
1: "Oh, meddlesome Jews are going against like is the Jewish it, again, the simple fact that, that it was not the, the Jewish demonstration which was focusing on it was the Antifa, all the, the progressive and regressives mm-hmm. and whatever that were there, but they said, "Oh, it's the Jews doing it," right? But then they saw where I said, I said, "Come out and do something and confront and everything," and they said, "Well, this is a This is a good Jewish attitude. Maybe if more Jews had his attitude, there'd be less Jew hatred in the world, which was interesting, very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. So, I mean. I'm not allowed to say what I think should be the treatment of these people of this paper. Uh, I don't know (laughs) whether I'm allowed to say it. I don't wish them good health, Um, but it, it was again, that. Was interesting to see. And, and I think that is an important lesson, though, that when Jews feel confronted, go out. Think, see a picture, but go out. It's not a Facebook post. If your town is being plagued by people demonstrating against Israel and coming out and walking through your town to terrorize you and to provoke you, don't write a letter to the New York Times, oh, those bad people, they came in here, it's so bad. And go out. I'm not saying violence. But go out and confront, make a dialogue. Maybe you can make a change. Because change doesn't come from sitting in your chair, and -hmm. writing and posting something. Mm
2: -hmm. It comes
1: from from uh, uh, no
0: Unfortunately, a lot of the atmospheres in different places are very intimidating. And in areas, let's say college campuses, where Jewish kids Absolutely. do want to come out God, yes. and have the dialogue, they are simply physically afraid to do so. And that, I think— yes. and with- is a very sad statement on our society where you can't even feel free to have that dialogue. And I think perhaps that is the most frightening thing of all that we're going into right now. Look, anti-Semitism is usually the the yep. window into a whole lot of other hatred. And when it's not mm. when it's not stopped, because most people aren't Jewish, then they find themselves dealing with a lot of other hatreds that are out of control. I think we're already at that point in this world. And I would hope See, that well, we have some leadership the, the point- to try and stop it.
1: The point you just said about college campuses, if they mm. come out and right. face the protesters, even though they're coming out against Israel, and if they even bring up the issue, college campuses, right, always been a den of whatever supposed progressive thought and so on. Yet yeah. on these campuses, you know, demonstrating against Israel and having, that's fine. I don't see any demonstrations going against the Taliban, right? against the variations of Sharia wa- war against women. I don't right. see that going on.
2: Yeah, it, this,
1: uh, this should be an eye opener, but no one's talking about it because in this mainstream, and even though like they consider themselves the underdog, but this whole woke, yes, progressive cancel culture and everything, this is mainstream.
0: Look, the the western uh, the western world doesn't want to they face are. the fact that to some degree there's a totalitarian element. That's yep. running the dialogue, and that um, that is very frightening and something that I hope doesn't reach Israel where we can still have these conversations and uh, and it's so important to be able to do so. We have covered a lot of topics here, uh, a lot of food for thought, and um, really you know spoken to Mark Provisor, who was right in the thick of it um, not uh, not uh, because of his Security issues, but because actually of his artistic abilities, that threw him into a different kind of an arena. And so uh, I want to thank him for joining us and uh, for raising some of these issues from a completely different perspective. Really, a lot of different topics here. Um, just you know, going to to Poland at all is a uh, is a difficult experience, and going to Poland and then to Warsaw. And then really being hit by so much of these other issues at the same time sounds like, as I said before, is going to take a while to process. So... um We are done for today. Uh, Thank you for listening. Rejuvenation, this is Eve Harrow on the Land of Israel Network. And I will, to the best of my abilities, keep doing, saying whatever I can and bringing guests on who are forcing us uh, to think about things that many of us don't want to think about. Uh, Again, where do we stand when it comes to certain issues? Where do we stand on calling out things and places and newspapers and whoever in the world who are... um, who are not telling the truth or who are focusing only on one side of the story. And as you all know, I'm crazy when it comes to context. And that is so often what we don't have. So thank you, everyone, so much for joining us today. And thank you for Mark Provisor for giving us really a glimpse into a world that most of us would never have access to, Um, the world of the artists who are still trying to keep that dialogue going. And uh, even though it most certainly isn't easy for any of them, all right, thank you so much for joining us today, really. And uh, I know you're gonna you're gonna be unpacking this for a long time. And um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. And uh, and if anybody wants to be in touch with you, um, I, they can be in touch with me, and I'll give them your email address. Yeah. if Best they have any that. thoughts about this, okay.
1: And they should well, they should check out my website. Check out okay. my art. I mean, you know, uh, there will be. I will be going back and forth from the states, COVID permitting now and then. Um, there are. Some people that are actually want to also hear about some of these experiences, especially. And perhaps exhibit the,
0: some of your work and wherever they are and push back. And that could be fascinating.
1: It's also about art and terror and, and things, but definitely it's, uh, it is another side. It's not just the security side of me, and uh, I would be Good. grateful if they would look. Okay. And having so, a painting from an Israeli artist from Judea and Samaria on your wall.
0: That itself makes quite a statement. Okay.
1: Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Eve.
0: My pleasure. Uh, Take care, everyone. Hope wherever you are, you are well. I already got my COVID test back from the airport yesterday that says that I don't have it. So managed to spend two weeks in the States. And thankfully, thanks to the Israeli government for providing the third shot, because really, it's because of that third booster that I think I was able to be healthy. And that's no small thing. So wherever you are, I hope that you're protected and that we can get back to whatever normal was. I don't know if we'll ever, what normal is anymore. Uh, and, um, and that your summer was wonderful moving into September and moving into school years. And, uh, and, um, I will still be here. So, uh, Eve Harrow, thanks to Ben again and Tabitha Rejuvenation on the Land of Israel Network. Take care, everybody. Goodbye.
1: The Land of Israel Fellowship is ready to usher in the Hebrew New Year with wisdom and faith. Join Ari Abramowitz and Jeremy Gimpel for the weekly online fellowship. Like-minded people from around
2: the globe seeking to learn Torah from Judea. A new cycle, a new world. To register, click on thelandofisrael.com slash fellowship.